0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's
1: World. One of the candidates seeking the presidency of the United States made headlines back in July of 2015 when talking about his faith. He was asked whether he has ever asked God for forgiveness. He answered, I don't think so. If I do something wrong, I think, I just try and make it right. I don't bring God into that picture. When I drink my little wine and have my little cracker, I guess that is a form of asking for forgiveness. And I do that as often as possible because I feel cleansed. On Tomorrow's World, we don't discuss politics or support one candidate over another. We adhere to Christ's words My kingdom is not of this world. There are no political solutions to our moral and spiritual problems on any country on this earth. Jesus Christ reigning on earth is the solution. But something caught my eye about this candidate's remarks, besides his flippant attitude toward forgiveness. My friends, of course, we all need forgiveness, because all have sinned. And besides his cavalier attitude toward the bread and wine, Representing Christ's precious shed blood. But something else caught my eye. It was the last phrase. He said, I do that, I take the wine and bread, as often as possible because I feel cleansed. If you think about it, those last few words actually capture the spirituality of a lot of people in America and in frankly many countries around the world. Religion is all too often primarily about feelings. Feeling good, feeling positive, feeling accepted, feeling saved, feeling cleansed. What about you? What is the basis of your relationship with God? Feelings alone? Ask yourself, are feelings enough? Let's examine that question today. It's vital for our lives now and in the future. Stay tuned. We make a lot of decisions in life. Every day we decide what shoes to put on and whether to wear a coat outside, what to eat, how to spend our free time. In the bigger picture we decide where to work, when to move to another town, whom to marry. We're faced with decisions all throughout our life. We're told to analyze our decisions carefully, to not just go with our feelings. And yet, advertising executives know that feelings are very important in making decisions. If a product is promoted by people who we identify with, we're more likely to buy it. If the people in the ad are happy and healthy and seem friendly, we'll have a positive image of that product. If the packaging is attractive, colorful, but not garish or off-putting, we're drawn to it. If the grocery store or shopping center has the right kind of decor and color and music, we will buy more things. If online ads appear at just the right time, in the right place, without being annoying, we are more likely to respond to that ad as well. All of this is studied in detail. What have advertisers learned? When it comes to decisions, we have a hard time separating facts from feelings. Amazingly, the apostle John wrote about this way back in the first century. He detailed what most advertising appeals to. He said this in 1 John chapter 2, and verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. We're no different from those people way back there. We're driven by the same pulls. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Advertising targets these areas because they work. And because of our human nature and Satan's influence, our heart can be led astray. And that's why decisions on what to purchase and how to conduct our daily affairs can be so difficult. It's also why big decisions in our life can even be more problematic. Whom to marry, what kind of job to take, what kind of apartment or house to rent or buy, how to confront a boss or a co-worker, or family member when we have a conflict. Our feelings so often outweigh our rational ability to think, so it makes these situations difficult. How much more the life or death questions of sin and redemption and eternal life. It's vital that we make our decisions not just by our feelings, but based on the truth. People will say, trust your heart. But did you know the Bible says you cannot trust your heart? Jeremiah wrote in chapter 17 and verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The margin says the heart is incurably sick. It will deceive us. We cannot, in that sense, trust our heart, our emotions, our feelings, our impulses, because they can lead us astray. Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. What a powerful verse. How many times have you heard someone say, Well, I just feel like I'm making the right decision. It just feels right. If we go only on what feels right, we can be dead wrong. On matters of righteousness and life or sin and death, we can't afford to be wrong. There's another interesting passage in Proverbs 18 and verse 2. It says, "...a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart." How many times have you seen this in your life? Someone who's very animated about their opinions, but absolutely wrong. We can all fall into that. We need to have an authority that is higher than ourselves. We need God to tell us the standards that define His wonderful way of life. What are those standards? You probably have read them before. You may have seen them as a child on a a plaque on the wall, or being read to you by a parent or grandparent. They are the Ten Commandments. They provide a summary of God's way of life for mankind. I want to offer you a booklet called The Ten Commandments. It explains the importance of these basic, fundamental principles that God gave to mankind. They provide the foundation of how human beings should relate to one another and to God. In a world where our feelings are becoming more important than God's words, it's vital that you study this booklet. You'll learn God's laws are not a curse, but a blessing. They provide the underlying framework of a good life as defined by our Creator, Almighty God. Call, write, or order online today. You need this booklet.
0: For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, PO Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, one 800 236 0531. That number again is one 800 With this offer you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World Magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World, call now.
1: In the first part of our program, we saw that our human heart cannot be relied on to direct our lives. It will lead us astray. It will deceive us. It will take us down paths we don't want. The power of successful advertising shows us that. How many times have you bought something you didn't need and didn't really want, until you saw the ad, that is? That is the power of feelings. And that's why we cannot rely on our feelings to be the ultimate, final guide in our life. Psalm 119, verse 65 says this, You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. God is good, and God does good. A lot of people want to be good, They want to be well thought of. They want to be admired, held in esteem. They want to be good. They just don't want to do good. After all, people should accept them as they are. They shouldn't have to be respectable. They just want to be respected. They shouldn't have to live a righteous life. They just want to be considered righteous, just the way they are. My question for you is, what about your life? Do you really want to be good and do good? You might be addicted to marijuana or other drugs. You might be struggling with an addiction to alcohol. Why do people get into dangerous drugs and get hooked on drinking too much? Because it feels bad? No, because it feels good for a time. Is there something going on in your life that feels good, but you know deep down inside it isn't good, according to God's Word and His way of life? We challenge you, face it. Face yourself. Face your living, loving, merciful Creator. Cry out to God and repent. You can do it through Jesus Christ. Because the truth is, we all have sinned. No one can say they don't need forgiveness, and the results of sin don't feel good in the long term. They might for a season, for a while but sin always turns out feeling really bad in the end. Proverbs 20 and verse 17 says that, Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. There always is a penalty for sin, without fail, every time. Proverbs 7:21 follows the same theme, speaking of an immoral woman with a foolish, an unsuspecting man. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. You may need to make some hard choices right now. You probably know what they are. You may need help. We are here to help. You first need to know what does God really require. What are the standards of God's way of life? God has given us ten very simple and straightforward commandments to live by. Nobody can annul those laws. They're not written by human hands, but by the finger of God you need to learn more about the Ten Commandments. You might have heard about them as a child or glanced at them years ago. But when was the last time you really stopped to try to understand, what does God require of me personally? It's outlined in this booklet we'll send you. As always, free of charge, we don't ask for a dime. We're sending it to you because we want you to understand and let God change your life. This booklet, The Ten Commandments, will cut through the fog of opinions and feelings and get right to the heart of the matter. What does God expect? Call the phone number, write to the address given, or submit your request online. Whichever way you get it, you need this booklet. Request it today.
0: Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter.
1: In the last part of our program, we saw that sin sometimes seems to feel good, but only for a little while. In the end, Proverbs 13:15 says, "...the way of the unfaithful is hard." And yet, most people do not believe that. Most will not take God's Word over their own opinions and feelings. We're living in a time when the vast majority of people in nations around the world simply do not want to hear the truth. This was even prophesied by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. He said this, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. The time will come when most people will turn their ears away from the truth, because it doesn't feel good. Isaiah said the same thing, describing a time when people would say, Do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things. When we are in sin, the truth does not feel good. It convicts us. It makes us feel guilty. But that's the first step in getting right with God. If God is pricking your conscience, face it. Look into the perfect law of liberty, like a mirror, and let God show you where you need to change, even if it doesn't feel good at the moment. God's law is a law of liberty. If we keep it, we are free from the consequences of sin. James chapter 1 says that. We read in verse 22, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, Imagine what this world would be like all over the world if even one of the Ten Commandments were dutifully kept. Take the law against murder. Think about it. What a change that would make if all people all over the world lived without ever committing murder. Can you picture in your mind for a moment a society without murder? Think about the freedom it would give to countless people living in fear for their lives in war zones, or in some of the high-crime cities and areas of the world. How much bloodshed would just be gone? No more shootings, no more knifings, no more suicide bombers. Old people and children could walk the streets of any big city, anywhere on the earth, at any time, day or night. That's a law of liberty. That's a law that, if kept, would produce tremendous freedom for all and release millions who are touched by violence and the bondage it produces. Or what about the first commandment? The command to put God, the real God, first. To worship Him the way He wants to be worshipped. You know, people go to church for a lot of different reasons, but a lot of them come down to feelings. Let's face it, some people go to their church because if they don't, they feel they'll be punished in hell fire forever. Never mind, the Bible doesn't teach that, but that's what they've been taught, and they attend to avoid it. For others, their church goes back for generations, and it's all their family has ever done, and it would cause such a severe rift in their family if they didn't attend there, they couldn't possibly imagine going anywhere else. But what if all people on earth, all seven and a half billion of us, Worship God according to His instructions and not based solely on our feelings. What if we all gathered each week on the seventh day Sabbath to worship our Creator because of what He says? Did you know your Bible predicts that is exactly what's going to happen? In the future, Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 22 explains For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants in your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord." That will be a powerful and passionate experience. That will truly be an encouraging and stabilizing time for families to worship God together with extended relatives. And there will be a sense of security in knowing that people are worshiping the true God in the true way all over the world. But all of it will be undergirded by God's direct laws and commands, not just human reasoning or good feelings. What a wonderful time that will be. And that's the starting point in our lives right now knowing and understanding the laws that God commands for all mankind. Laws that teach us not to worship idols or profane God's name. Laws that teach us to honor our parents and be faithful to our spouse. The Ten Commandments teach us to be truthful to our neighbor and not steal from him or her in any way. These are good laws that teach us to be good. These are laws which teach what real love is because they are an expression of God's love. To learn more about the way of life that will be taught throughout the world when Christ returns, request your free booklet today. The Ten Commandments will open your eyes to a whole new way of life, not based on the whims or opinions of man, not based on the arguments of philosophers, but written by the God who gave us life, and breath. You need to know how to experience this Law of Liberty and how it will bring liberty and blessings into your life. Call, write, or click today.
0: For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227, or call this toll-free number 1-800-236-0531. That number again is 1-800-236-0531. With this offer you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World Magazine. Full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues, Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World, call now.
1: In this program, we've seen that our heart is not the sole reliable guide in our lives. We've seen that God gives us a way of life which supersedes feelings, but is in the end good for us. We've seen that God and Jesus Christ set the example in always doing the right thing, even if it's hard. After all, Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. Not because He hates His law. No, He said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill." That's in Matthew 5:17. And yet that's precisely what so many people in effect say that Jesus Christ did away with the law, took it out of the way. We don't have to keep it. If only they would read all of His words instead of relying on human reasoning, human opinions and feelings. Here are more of His words in Mark chapter seven and verse six. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. God's way is not unreasonable or strange or too difficult. When we really understand it, it is the most rational, common-sense path we could possibly take to bring ourselves blessings and blessings to our families and our neighbors and the whole world. You might feel it is too hard. Satan the devil wants you to think you can't really live God's way of life. But what does your Creator say? What does the One who made you, who made your life, who put breath in your lungs, and feeds you every day, say. In Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, the prophet Micah recorded, He has shown you, O man, what is good. God is there to show us the good and right way. We don't have to be confused about whose opinion to follow, it's only God's opinion that counts. And look at what he says about his requirements of us, going on in the same verse. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? If you feel like you can't live up to God's way of life because you're a sinner, guess what? You're right. You can't buy yourself. I can't buy myself. But with God's help, we can. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we can be cleansed from sin if we repent and then through His Holy Spirit. He will help us to do justly, to be fair, to be good, to follow His commandments. He will help us to love mercy, to be merciful with others, and even be merciful with ourselves. He will help us to walk humbly with our God, to give up our way, our pride, our vanity, so we can fully and wholeheartedly surrender to God. There is only one way, and that's God's way, and He's given us His book to teach us. The Ten Commandments encapsulates that way of life in ten steps. What a blessing that He's not left us in darkness, but has revealed to us His mind, His thoughts, and His ways. We're glad you tuned in today. Let this day be the start of a new walk with your God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Request our free booklet, The Ten Commandments, to aid you in that walk. It can open your eyes to the mind of your Creator and the kind of life He wants you to lead through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and your commitment to learn a new way. It's a profound booklet. You need it today. And tune in again next week. Richard Ames, Gerald Weston, Wallace Smith, and I will continue to give you the truth about God's way of life and His awesome coming kingdom to be set up on this earth. See you next time.
0: To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Remember to find us on Facebook, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.